Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews, coming at you online and in print format at nicktiffany.com, anywhere where you get your podcasts in audio format and in video on YouTube. Today, we're talking about the last Marvel movie of the year, the culmination, or so we thought, of multiple Marvel TV properties and film properties, uh, the Marvels bringing us three cosmic-powered superheroes. You know, this is not Captain Marvel 2, and I think they were probably smart to not name it that. Because um, because of Marvel's TV, Disney Plus, I don't want to say fiasco, but it, clearly something's been, there's been a disconnect with Marvel, creating all these TV shows that not nearly enough people are watching, spending as much as they would on feature films on those TV shows, and introducing, you know, 15 to 20 side characters, people who, you know, I, if you thought the general public didn't know who Captain Marvel was, you're probably not going to know who Miss Marvel was unless you watched the six episode, right episode TV series on Disney Plus. And so a lot of people, I think, going into this were maybe either expecting one of two things. Either you're going to touch on how all these people got in here how they got their powers and kind of blending maybe the ends of all these shows together because you've also got secret invasion, which wasn't necessarily a lead in to this show, even though you're dealing with the scrolls and you're dealing with a character Talos, who's directly from captain Marvel working with Nick Fury, Nick Fury also being the co-star of captain Marvel Obviously, he's in this new film, The Marvels. He's been all over the marketing. But again, you know, watching this super serious show about the scroll, about all these things, none of that was really in The Marvels. Um, so for better or for worse, a lot of the WandaVision stuff, how Monica Rambo gets her powers, you know, you just kind of get a nice quick little, hey, you know, I touched a cosmic wall from a witch and now I've got powers. And it's like, okay. All right, we're just going to move right along with it. Um, obviously, Brie Larson returns as Captain Marvel. Tiana Paris joining as Monica Rambo, daughter of Maria Rambo, who was Captain Marvel's best friend in the first film. And you've also got Iman Vellani, who plays Kamala Khan or Miss Marvel from the TV show. And so essentially, the film wastes no time setting up the start. There's something going on between jump points. Someone in the Cree is creating trouble for Captain Marvel. She's exploring it. Monica Rambo's exploring it. Iman Vellani's Captain, or Miss Marvel, you know, she's got this kind of uh, armband gauntlet type deal, which obviously has some sort of deal with powers. They all get quantumly entangled and all of their light-based powers now kind of cause them to switch places with one another. And so these three people who didn't know really that, well, I would say they, they know each other exist somewhat on a level, but they've never all met before. Uh, now they're tangled. They've got some big problem with the Kree and a new big baddie, Darben, who wants to harvest resources from all of Captain Marvel's planets and the places she holds dear. That's pretty much your story. This movie's an hour and 45 minutes, and it feels like it. It's a breeze. This movie literally wastes no time with any extra real concerns outside of the main plot. 
there's moments where you really wish they would have spent the extra three, four minutes to either develop some of these characters introduced on TV or better incorporate them, but they don't really let the foot off the gas, which also doesn't totally harm the movie. It's quick. It's mostly harmless. The bad guy here is like low, low tier Marvel bad guy. Unfortunately, I just, there's not enough time I think given to given to her to make her, both seem more formidable than she is or to feel like, yeah, her cause is really justified. And so she's murdering all these people and it's, I get it though. I understand. Um, it's not as much of that. You do get to spend time though with Kamala Khan's family who, which I, you know, I thought they were the standout in the show. At least the show is definitely geared more towards a younger audience. Uh, that's not a knock on the production of the show. You know, just watching it, it was kind of like, all right, this is fun. It's lighter fair Marvel, but that's fine. You know, the kid Avengers, she could totally find a spot there and that could be pretty fun. Um, she's totally the standout of this movie. She and her family, uh, tons of laughter, tons of just genuine family moments that I think blend well, dealing with a lot of these more adult superhero characters, um, kind of finding that balance of, you know, of course, yes, I have to do this. You're too young, but you know, we just worry about you. Um, it's all pretty cute and pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable just on a family level. They're fun. They're a really great addition. Uh, Monica Rambo is kind of the only character who's like a little, little hesitant. You kind of get bits and pieces about what happened with WandaVision, what happened with her mother being blipped. Um, and then coming back to a world where her mom was already gone, which they cover in WandaVision, but you know, going into the movie, some of that's kind of new information. Um, she kind of has the the least amount to do, I would say, unfortunately. Um, again, though, everything just moves so quickly that there's really not time given to kind of flesh out some of those backstories or reestablish characters and their relationships for the audience. Uh, Brie Larson's great. She's fun as captain marvel i just it wasn't anything extraordinary unfortunately that's just because the script in the movie don't give her a ton to do um she's got a few emotional struggles that they tap into very very briefly very quickly um and, and it's fine i think unfortunately the script does all three of them the biggest disservice because they really act quite well together uh, it's tons of fun watching them finally kind of understanding how to work within their teleporting and shifting abilities uh but by and large they just don't get enough time to like really make a lasting impact because again i mean this is fun i think i enjoyed this film a lot more than i thought i would especially compared to what a lot of people are saying it's the worst marvel opening whatever you know i'm like there's always people who are gonna say oh because it's a female-led marvel film of course people aren't gonna go see it there's tons of bs out there like that whatever the superhero fatigue is real but if you go see the Marvels, I doubt that you're going to have a bad time. Everybody's going to love it. There were tons of kids there. So, of course, when Samuel L. Jackson's dropping, not quite MFs, but dropping dams and shits and certain things, it's like, okay, you know, there's still, they didn't totally go entirely young with the audience. People die in the movie, you know, super, I, just watching this film was funny for me. It's always funny for me to watch some of these movies because people love to pick and choose which movies they gripe about, which rules matter for which universe. They're like, Oh, well in the MCU heroes do kill captain America, iron man, people have totally died at their hands. And that's honestly, it's fine. The people that died were not bad people. 
But this idea, though, that, you know, superheroes can never kill, that can't be responsible for people's deaths, whatever, they're just wrong because they just are. They are because that's where moral complexity comes into play. And there's moments in this film where you have a younger Kamala Khan watching Captain Marvel having to make hard decisions. And obviously to young people, it feels like, no, nobody can die. We have to save everyone always. You know, we have to, we have to do whatever we can. And sometimes you got to save the people that you can. And that's a hard reality to grapple with. And so I liked some of that exploration in this film because it does make for more complex characters for their decisions, for their character arcs. So to all the people out there who are just like, by and large, no, there can't be any death. There can't be whatever. I would love to live in La La Land as well. But unfortunately, that's not the reality. The Marvels, I guess there's really not much more I can say other than if you go, you're going to enjoy it. You could wait for Disney Plus. You'd still enjoy it then. I wouldn't go in with the loftiest of expectations. If you've watched all the shows like I have and all the movies, that's great. It's not totally going to do much for your viewing experience, unfortunately. So if you know that going in, maybe that'll help too. I kind of knew that going in. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to look at them to try to weave four different shows, which maybe was smart on their part. But yeah, it's it's good fun. Uh, great performances. Whatever they will end up doing with Miss Marvel kind of down the road, I think if they are going to go with the Young Avengers, she is a perfect fit for that. Uh, just super enjoyable. This movie just missed the SAG press tour, you know, by like a day, unfortunately, after the strike ended. And that would be another, I've read a lot of stuff online. You do underestimate sometimes what people's personalities and what some of these press interviews can do. Those Jimmy Fallon game appearances, maybe it seems silly or obligational, but whatever, it works. Sometimes it gets people in theaters because you're like, wow, I just love watching these three people talk, work together, how they play off of one another. And so I think obviously now with the last bit of the year, you're going to see lots more press tours pushing hard because I think it does make a difference. So Marvel's unfortunately lost out to some of that due to the strike. Glad it's over. Glad the actors got what they needed. Obviously Marvel as a company is going to be fine. I don't know where we're going to go forward with Captain Marvel. Again, this is kind of like another, you know, granted it wasn't called Captain Marvel 2, so I'm less annoyed that she wasn't as huge a focus. But again, for someone who was kind of supposed to take over for the Avengers, you know, she's in the movie for sure. I don't know if a ton happens that you're like, okay, yeah, great to see Carol Danvers again. And I wonder where she goes from here. I don't know. Marvel... Obviously, they're kind of in shambles a little bit, doing a lot of reorganization, figuring out where do we take the universe from here? Who are we bringing back? Who do we keep? Who's to say? All I can say is it was a good time. Don't totally listen to all that negative press out there. For more on movie news and interviews, always stick tuned to NT Movie Reviews on all social media networks, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Thank you again, as always, for listening. We've only got a few more of these superhero property type deals left. So stay tuned for that among the many, many independent films and Oscar players that are sure to come as well. Thanks again and have a great day.